Hey everyone, I'm Josh Brown, and this is another episode of the Follow Your Soul Heart Podcast. Okay, welcome back to the Follow Your Soul Heart Podcast. If you have been following me on this journey, first I just want to say thank you again for your attention. It means so much. And I'm super excited yet again about today's topic, which I'm calling Dreams for the Future that Establish Your Plans for Today. We're going to dive into four areas that I believe your dreams for your future should be establishing those plans for today. The first area is the fact that you need to focus. Focus is something we've talked about before, and yet again, we're going to be discussing it on this episode. We're going to go into uh, topics around the fact that you need to have vision, uh, that you need criticism. This is one that a lot of people um, really in today's world get bent out of shape if they're criticized and they have these mantras like, don't let the negativity in. And we're going to talk about why criticism can be healthy in the right context. And then lastly, we're talking about the fact that you must have love. And this love is going to be about people, about what you do, and about why you do it. So let's dive in straight from the top. You need to focus. What am I talking about when I talk about focus in terms of business or being an entrepreneur? Well, the very first thing is kind of obvious, which is you have to focus at the task at hand. So many of us today are distracted. We have things pulling us in a million different directions, whether it's family or job-related items or coworkers or relationships or you know, maybe some of you are distracted by the IRS trying to still get the bill that you didn't pay in April. <laughs> you know, like at the end of the day, so many different people need our attention at all times. And it's really, really difficult to be productive in that environment unless you know how to focus. Some of the ways that I've developed in order to focus better is only taking on one task at a time. In fact, this is why I recommend some project management software like Trello or Basecamp if that's your thing. Some of you out there use Asana. Um, But I recommend a project management software, not for projects, but for your own personal development. The reason I say this is it comes based off a concept, which is the Japanese Kanban board concept. And basically what this is, is creating checklists. Um, And you're going to create checklists in the form of cards. So you're going to be able to have cards on a column or a board that are gonna say, okay, I'm gonna take this really big problem and I'm gonna break it down into checklists or small tasks. If you haven't read the Checklist Manifesto, I suggest you go out and do it. In fact, if you're listening on SoundCloud, I'm gonna link to this book because I think it's a really important read in order to be more productive. The short story about it is essentially there was a medical field problem where there were a lot of accidents happening and this guy comes in and creates a checklist manifesto. In order to be able to accomplish anything, you had to check it off the list. What this did is it helped them blueprint and really create kind of like SOP, standard operating procedures around what they needed to do. So that way there was never 
any kind of issue and knowing exactly what you needed to do right now and what you needed to do next. Everything was done in order and it was proper and it created a culture of being able to thwart all of these different medical accidents and to help them grow into more productive and highly, highly efficient people. The second thing that you've got to do is get rid of the distractions. Some of you out there are distracted by email or social media. You just need to turn it off. In fact, if you have a smartphone or if you're using a Mac computer, there's a do not disturb button, click it. Don't look at your email or your social media during a time that you need to be productive. Now, if you're like me, I can't turn this thing off all day long. In fact, I have clients that may need some emergency projects all of a sudden. But what I have to do is I train my mind to see what's a distraction and what's not. So what I have are some notifications on my phone or watch or desktop. And when those notifications come up, I will either get rid of them immediately if they don't require anything and I'll go right back to what I was doing or better yet, I'll create a to-do right away that I can come back and look at later. So for instance, what does this look like? Well, in my email, I have two different categories of emails. I have emails that come into my inbox and then starred emails. Start emails are the ones that I'm saving to do later. And usually later means late at night when everybody else is in bed asleep. And that way I can come in, knock out a bunch of email stuff, and nobody's going to respond right away. The reason I have to do this is if I send you an email and you respond right away, then that's going to be a distraction because now I have to read the next one and we're going to go back and forth and we could have just texted back and forth and gotten a conversation style going um, immediately and be able to be more productive. So my goal is to be as productive as possible and to focus. If I don't focus, I'm going to have tasks all over the place and I'm going to be distracted. So you need to focus. The second thing is you need to have vision. Why do you need to have vision? Why do you have to have vision? Well, uh, if you're uh, of a faith background like I am, there's this one passage in scripture that says where there is no vision, the people perish. What's interesting about this passage and why I like it and why I think it applies in a context for people in faith or non-faith backgrounds is where there is no vision. That's a personal thing. You have a vision. And if there is no vision, what happens? It doesn't say you will perish. It says the people will perish. What does this mean? It basically means if you don't have a good, compelling vision, not only will you not accomplish the tasks that you need to do in order to be productive and successful, but the people around you are going to struggle to do that as well. So the people around you, and this can be contractors, it can be employees, it could be coworkers or people that are business co-leaders with you. If you don't have a compelling vision or a vision that you buy into yourself, then the people around you or the people that you serve are not going to really gravitate to what it is that you're trying to do. Vision isn't a dream, it's a destination. So many of you get caught up in this, and I'm guilty of this in my past, where I created a vision, this was the dream, and that's where I was going for the future, and I was so ready to be there, 
that I kind of forgot about where I was today. In fact, I tried starting my company many times because I've always had the vision for it, but it failed over and over and over. This one time I had a name even picked out. It was Changing Perspective. <laughs> that was the name of my company that I wanted it to be. And I had this vision for what we would do. We would create videos and we would create some websites and do some different design because that was my background. And I was in youth ministry and I was like, okay, my vision is to leave here and I'm gonna go out in the world, I'm gonna start a company, and people are just gonna flock to me in order to get work done. You know what happened? The dream or the vision died out because it wasn't a compelling vision enough to bring people around because, not that those things weren't good, they were good, but there wasn't vision attached to it. I didn't have any kind of goals, I didn't have any kind of uh, qualifying ways to gauge success. So because I didn't have an end goal, like my end goal at that point, it was simply to like not work anymore. <laughs> that, that's not really that compelling. I didn't have a dream for now, like our mission at Soul Heart is to make a positive impact in the lives of others. Back then, I didn't have that. I didn't have a vision for where I was going. I didn't know that I wanted to have a hundred domains underneath us as we entered the web business. I, I didn't know that I wanted to reach any revenue targets. I hadn't even done the books to be able to figure out what did I need to survive. You know, my wife and I at the time when I started to make some transitions and to move away from youth ministry and to get into the world of graphic design and some of the uh, publishing industry and marketing industry, I didn't even have an understanding for what it would take to survive on a monthly basis. So because I didn't have vision, changing perspective remained a blog and it never did anything more than I think one, one t-shirt. I think we created a t-shirt. Everybody creates a t-shirt. That's the one thing every designer has done at some point is we've created a t-shirt and we've done a logo and we've given it away for free. And that's what I did and nothing went anywhere because I didn't have a vision for where I was going. Now in Soul Heart, that's what I've got. We've got a mission, which is to make a positive impact in the lives of others. And now we have vision. We have vision for what we're doing with web design and development, with social ads, with coaching that's coming out soon for individuals, marketing professionals, and business owners. Uh, we, we actually developed this podcast uh, and it was born out of a dream for what it means to follow your soul heart. In fact, I've been collecting footage, um, drone footage and video footage for a future project that's gonna go and fulfill a vision for being able to retell my story of going around the country um, after several years in a, a corporate environment. It was a nonprofit, but I still call it and consider it corporate because it was a cubicle job. And I went around the country and I was still able to do incredible work as I traveled with my family. And I'm going to call this the follow your soul heart tour as I go back and retrace my steps and retell that story because that vision is what I've got now for being able to help people like you to connect with your dreams. Remember, the goal of this podcast is talking about the dreams for the future that establish your plans for today. This part right here about vision 
is probably the bread and butter of it all, honestly. If you don't have a vision for where you're going, then you're never gonna end up that place like you want to. You're gonna maybe get there if you're lucky. In fact, Craig Groeschel is a pastor leader out of Oklahoma City of the largest church in America, Life.Church. And at one point he said, uh, he was kind of preaching on this actually, and he was talking about people that uh, want to end up somewhere. And he said, if you've got plans that are going to help you reach and fulfill your vision, you're going to end up somewhere on purpose. And I love that idea of going somewhere on purpose. So many of us in the workplace, maybe in the freelance world, we get caught up with thinking, oh, we're headed a direction which is to make more money, to be more successful, and that's vision. And I would say it's not because two things. First, if you're in the freelance world or you're, if you're in a job and you're trying to get out of it but you're still stuck in the job, um, and job being like corporate cubicle work or something that you're not really being fulfilled every day, in those contexts, you don't have control over your own vision. Your vision is to hopefully make somebody else excited enough about what you're doing that they'll give you a pay raise. In fact, this was my approach when I worked at the YMCA. I worked my tail off and I would go and try to pitch up the chain to my boss and, my, and his boss at the time uh, when I was given those opportunities to say, essentially, here's what I'm doing and here's why I believe I should make more money. That was a hard road to be going down. In fact, one point towards the end of my time at the YMCA, and uh, you know, I don't say this because I'm disrespecting the people that were in charge, but there were just policies and procedures that created a difficult way, like that created difficulty in order to, uh, to accomplish the things that they needed to on just a personal professional level. And what happened was I was invited in with another coworker of mine. There was a hiring and like raise freeze at the Y at the time. And they said, look, we want to keep you guys here. We think you're doing some incredible work and we're going to give you a $10,000 raise. But it's all kind of under the table. Don't tell anyone about it. Don't mention it uh, to your coworkers because no one else is going to be getting anything like this except for you two. And it was super exciting, very you know, energetic in that meeting. We got taken to a nice restaurant and super cool in downtown Nashville. And I began to plan for it. I knew how much money, additional money I was gonna make. And so I planned a vacation with my wife because we just hadn't been anywhere in a while. And our anniversary was coming up. So we go on a vacation and I get back and my paycheck's the same. My paycheck was exactly the same. I'm like, okay, it was just a mix up. Next week it's gonna kick in and be retro and I get there and my paycheck was the same again. And so now I'm getting frustrated. I talked to my boss and my boss was like, oh, it's probably just a mix up. It's gonna kick in like, cause you got a two week period and then it kicks in and so you won't see it for another two weeks. So I wait one more round and I got paid the same again. So I go to my high up boss, the boss who was over the boss and I'm like, hey, look, you guys promised this to me. I've already spent the money that I thought I was gonna make. Now I'm about to be in the hole because I spent more than I have and I'm not getting paid for it. And long story short, it took another three months to get my first paycheck and they only backdated it about four weeks. 
So I missed out on 60 days of payments that I thought I was gonna be getting under a new salary. Now, why do I tell you this? I tell you this because those people made the decisions that affected my livelihood. I didn't have a vision for my livelihood. I allowed them to have that vision. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Their vision was there, but it was for the YMCA. It wasn't just for me, <laughs> you know? So they had a vision for what they were gonna do as a YMCA, but the people ended up perishing because that vision didn't extend to the care of the people. Ultimately, a lot of people ended up leaving the Y that I worked with. They were really great people. We had a fantastic team and probably could have kept growing this thing even more, but there wasn't a solid enough vision, and so many of the people perished. So that is why vision is so, so important. The third thing is criticism. You need criticism. <laughs> this one is, I, I know right now you're thinking, hey, uh, you kind of got an off your rocker because criticism is inviting like negativity into my life. And no, no, that's not what we're talking about here. You need criticism. And in order to demonstrate this, let me tell you a story. Out here in Arizona, there is a place known as the biosphere. And what the biosphere was, or kind of is, is a place that they created. It's a giant dome in the middle. It's a giant like greenhouse type dome in the middle of the desert. And the goal was to create the perfect tropical environment that trees and plants and shrubs and just all kinds of greenery and water could just be living in perfect harmony. It was a unified vision around doing this in a way that local uh, school children could come out and go in and learn some of the science behind um, a greenhouse effect and ultimately kind of creating a little bit of a utopia for nature. The problem was there was no resistance. There was no wind resistance. Now, why is this important? Well, what they found was all the trees in this utopia either died off or were so brittle that just a little bit of resistance or a large portion of growth would cause the trunk to be compromised. So if a tree grew really tall and big and wide, the trunk would actually start to fracture. Now, what they found was in the desert, wind is constantly blowing. And what happens is all these trees are leaning and we, you know, in certain areas they can be leaning a whole lot and you just kind of look at it and you're like, man, that just, you know, that tree kind of feel bad for it because it's not straight. It's never going to be straight. It's too much wind. But what you find is those trees are so strong because they're fighting the wind to stay upright all day long. In a perfect world, utopian environment, they weren't fighting anything. There was no resistance, so they had no backbone. And this is why you need criticism. If you don't get criticism, then you don't grow a backbone. 
Why do you need a backbone? Well, if you're gonna be successful in business, you're gonna to have to have a backbone because you're gonna to have to tell people things that they don't wanna hear. Whether it's employees or contractors, you know, and you have to go in and fire the people because they're not doing a great job, or whether it's people that come to you and tell you something uh, like critical or give you some criticism about your attitude, demeanor. You know, we're not perfect all the time, but how we lead over time is going to separate us from the rest of the people that others might want to work for. And so if your leadership is starting to falter, if you're not caring for people enough, if you're not communicating wisely, for me, communication is probably my biggest area of criticism. I'm really good at communication, but sometimes I just have moments where I blink and I expect you to know things that I've never told you. And then I get criticized by my contractors um, and even some of my clients because I didn't fully explain what I meant. You need criticism because it's gonna give you a backbone. It's gonna help you communicate better. And ultimately, it's gonna make you stronger as a person, just as a, at an individual level. If you're not being criticized, then when you have a negative encounter with a client or a customer or somebody, then you're not gonna know what to do. You know, um, I saw this recently. I was watching or kind of rewatching Suits. Suits is a television show that happens, and I can't remember what the channel was. I was watching it on Amazon Prime, and I'm watching it, and the whole thing's around like a lawyer court kind of court environment context. And as I'm watching, this one particular lawyer was giving help to an organization. He had been a fake lawyer. He couldn't practice law anymore, long story there. But he's giving help to an organization and he can't go up and practice the law or he can't go and stand before the judge and fight the case. But his one of his associates, who's an actual practicing lawyer, has his law degree, but he's just sort of entry level, he can go fight on his behalf. And what happens is he gets in front of people, gets called out by a lawyer on the other side about something that he didn't see coming, and he folds. He crumbles in front of everybody. And so it creates a lot of distrust and mistrust, and he's like, no, I need to do more of this. I've got to do more because if I don't get up there and I don't fight, then I'm not ever going to grow. He recognizes what to do, but he gets up again and he blows it. I believe the reason that he blows it, and I know it's a TV show, but this is reality in some ways. The reason people like that blow it is they have never had real criticism in their life. And if you're not getting criticism, then two, like you're probably not stepping on toes. Like if you want to be a business owner first, you kind of got to step on some toes. That's just a given. You're going to have a demeanor that people just don't like because people don't like when others are more successful than they are. This happens to me all the time. I'm more successful than a friend and the friend gives offhanded comments to me about what I do. Criticism isn't going to come back at that friend with a negative attitude. The understanding that that's a criticism or a critical comment directed at me, I realize that it has more to do with their own security than mine, and I'm just going to let it bounce right off and respond if I have to, or just simply respond with love and truth, because that's how you can handle it. That's how you grow, how you get better, and how you develop a strong backbone. Which leads me to number four, uh, the point number four, which is you must have love. You've got to have love for people. You've got to have love for what you do and why you do it. Simon Sinek years ago wrote 
or did a TED talk on the topic of why. And he said essentially that you have to know your why if you ever want to go anywhere in life and go somewhere on purpose, like Craig was saying earlier. Um, so I would recommend that if you've never read the book, I believe it's called Start With Why. Now I think he's got another one called Find Your Why. Go through that and discover your why. And at the end of the day, your why has to revolve around love. What do I mean by this? You have to love people. You have to love your contractors, your coworkers, the people that you're impacting, your clients, whatever it is that you're doing, you have to have an attitude of love because people need attention. People need attention and attention can't be negative. So the only alternative to that is it has to be loving and kind and generous attention. People want that. They crave it. And they want people to love them. They want people to encourage them. They want people like yourself to help provide hope for their future, for their right now. You have to love what you do. So, you know, you're going to love people, but you've got to love what you do. Because when you wake up every day and you're not entirely satisfied and fulfilled, then you're going to go to bed at night grumpy. And that's just not a fun thing. You know, when you go to bed, like I worked a corporate job for several years. And while I had moments where I didn't enjoy, you know, maybe some of the people I was working with or the, what management did to me when it was coming, when it came down to the financial side, I loved what I did. And because I loved what I did, I was able to endure both the good days and the hard days. Everyone is going to have a hard day. That's just a given. That's called life. And if you don't love what you do, those days are going to be even harder. So I would say the very first thing that I actually recommend to most entrepreneurs or most people that want to be entrepreneurs is to find your why so that you know what you love. Find your why so you know what you love. If you love helping people, you can help people in a million different ways. You know, if you love designing, then you're going to be doing design. If you, and going back to like, if you love helping people, find the thing that you enjoy helping people the most. If you're in the, if you want to go the medical route, you can go the medical route. If you want to be a customer service representative, do that. Uh, right now, Amazon has a program where you can basically be uh, running your own van fleet um, you kind of take all the risk for Amazon, which is interesting, but then they give you some good deals on vans and you become a coach over a delivery service, you know, and what they're looking for is people that love customer service because that's what they want. They want you when you're interacting with people as an Amazon associate or a partner, they want you to make a loving impact on the people that you serve. Everything is about impact to them. That's what they want because they're running a thriving business so that they want to grow. Um, so then lastly on this part about you, why you must have love is like why you do what you do. You know, the, the focus of that has to be love. Why you do what you do has to be because you love what you do. And the reason I'm saying this, which sounds a little confusing, like when you kind of first talk about it, you're like, wait, that doesn't really, I mean, you're saying the same thing twice, kind of, you're going to love people, you're going to love what you do, and then you're going to love why you do it. What is your why? For me, my why is our mission in Soul Heart to make a positive impact in the lives of others. 
what I love about our why and our mission is the fact that it doesn't limit me to what I'm going to do, but it focuses on who I'm doing it for. I'm doing it for others. Um, like I said, coming from that faith perspective, I believe in a couple of things, loving the Lord and then loving others. In fact, there's one passage in Galatians that says the whole law, meaning kind of the Old Testament scripture, we won't get into that part, but it says everything in life can be summed up to one commandment, love your neighbor. If you don't love your neighbor, <laughs> and this isn't just your physical neighbor, this is talking about the people that you're surrounded by in your daily life. If you're not loving those people, then you're not fulfilling your destiny. That is huge to me. So for me, I love people and I've built that into our mission, but our mission is to make a positive impact how we do that or like what we do that changes over the time based on the vision that we have right now our vision has been doing that through web design and development helping companies or small mom and pop shops or nonprofits or churches or you know even fortune 500 companies we worked with those before too and we're doing things that are going to impact people's lives on the other side in a positive way but at the end of the day the reason i do that is the love that i have for the people that I wanna serve and the love that I have for the mission and that vision that we keep coming up with over time. And, and let me just unpack that for a second. Your mission should never change, but your vision, the what you do can change throughout each season. I wouldn't change it every month, but you can definitely tweak and refine your vision over time. But your mission, your why you do this, your uh, why you do what you do, why you wake up out of bed every day, that should never change. So if you haven't sat down and created a mission, then go for it. Find Your Why, I think is the name of that book I was telling you by Simon Sinek. I'll link it down in the SoundCloud notes as well. Um, find, your, like, find your passion, find what it is that's driving you in a loving capacity because you must have love. Hopefully this is making sense. Hopefully it's kind of resonating a little bit. I know for me, this was a hard lesson to learn in Soul Heart. And the reason it was hard was I thought I could just go do a bunch of things that I enjoyed and I would eventually be successful. But you can't do that. You have to go back. If you want your dreams for the future um, to be fulfilled, you have to go back to these four points. You need to focus you have to have vision. You need criticism in order to build that backbone of resistance. And ultimately, you must have love. Dreams for the future that establish your plans for today is the key or one of the biggest keys to being successful. You're not going to get up. You're not going to get anywhere in life if you sit back and let somebody else dictate where you're going. You're only going to get places if you have a compelling, loving mission in life. Your why you do what you do, why you wake up out of, out of bed every day, and ultimately have a vision for what you're going to do to get there. Now, going back to vision, I said it's such a huge key to being successful on a macro level and a macro being a large level. <laughs> um, so I'm going to be a little vulnerable here and share with you guys the vision that we've been working on at Soul Heart lately. You heard that we're redesigning our site and that's going to come out really soon. I'm super stoked about it. Really excited because we dive into some questions that we're asking people instead of saying, hey, click around all around 
email and our website, we're gonna ask you, do you have a web and social strategy? And if you do, we've got some resources for you and we've got an opportunity where you can partner with us to help you fulfill that strategy. Or if you don't, we're gonna help you build that, right? These are some things that are natural progressions of the life of our business. But at the end of the day, we wanna go into an uncharted territory that most business owners, I would say at this level, the level that we're at, um, don't end up going. And this is why it really excites me a lot. I've been talking to several people about it and they're, they're, they're kind of in that mode of like, oh, good luck, but not really believing that it's gonna happen. And that's usually when I know, that's kind of criticism to me. You know, it's usually I know I'm getting some resistance and, I, and so that therefore I'm gonna push against it and make sure that I'm strong and I've got a strong backbone and baseline in order to do and accomplish the things that I believe are being laid out ahead of me. I've got dreams for the future. What are those dreams? Well, the million dollar dream, so to speak, uh, actually $10 million, I think is what the dream is. If it comes down to it on a monetary scale, that's not the, the vision around it, but or the goal around it, but the vision for this whole thing in Soul Heart is to switch from just doing service-based things, right? Like right now we do like web design and development, we do social ads, these are service-based. You contact us, you pay amount, a certain amount, and then we'll deliver a service. We're gonna switch from doing just that, that'll still be a big bread and butter key to our business, but we're moving into working on products. I'm so excited about this because products, I believe, are the key to the next level of success that we're going to. We're still going to do web design. We're still going to do development. We're still going to do um, social ads for those products, and they're not all going to be ours. In fact, some are going to be partnerships. Some are going to be fully controlled and owned by Soulheart. We're developing a nonprofit alongside of it called the Soulheart Good Network, which is gonna extend this thing even outside of our corporate sort of space and industry into a more nonprofit, grant-riddled, do-good network kind of thing. And I've got a guy who's gonna come on board and help lead some of that. But at the end of the day, our vision, are you ready for this? It's gonna scare you, it scares me, and that's a good thing, our vision is to see 100 businesses doing $100,000 a year, minimum. 100 businesses doing $100,000 a year, minimum, under the Soul Heart umbrella. <laughs> I'm hoping right now that you're laughing about this just like I am because it is mind-blowing. This vision is not gonna just happen overnight. This is a dream for the future, but guess what? Yes, you probably just guessed it. It's establishing our plans for today. It's a dream for the future that is establishing my plans for today. And I'm so excited about it because in this context of 100 businesses doing at least 100K a year, that's where that $10 million uh, kind of figure came from earlier what like so why 100k you know why are we going to do that well the goal inside of this is that's roughly what it takes in order for you as an individual running it with a percentage taken out on top in order to have a successful and thriving salary 
Most of us probably make between 50 to 75,000 a year. If you're making less than that, just know that's an average standard for um, individuals, at least here in Arizona. Some of the other, other areas are probably a lot more, some are probably a lot less, depending on standard of living. But that is a general average across the board. And I believe we can fit this thing in that average and give you a compelling reason as an owner or a product manager or whatever to do more and grow more. And that's what the vision of Soulheart is. We want to help business owners and entrepreneurs or really at this point it's entrepreneur minded people we're looking at church planners that have this so if you're a church planner reach out to me we're looking at uh people that are uh that don't and you like we're looking for people that uh, aren't shy around a faith-based type model that's a that's probably a big key that'll honestly probably distract a lot of people or dissuade them rather but ultimately that's going to drive a lot of what we do because we really believe in that we really have that as a passion and an underscore to everything that we do it's not going to be the thing that we're putting in everyone's face but it's just the core values we have come from a baseline of that so the goal is 100 and honestly we're on our way and we're in discussions some have already started uh, others we're in discussions with and we have five or six on the table right now i had a vision for this a few weeks ago i began to share it with some of my key business advisors friends my wife obviously and then just in the past week some doors have started to open i had a vision and i know where i'm going to go for the future I don't know how long it's going to take me to get there. So in order to make sure I'm on track, I'm going to start to set some goals along the way. But the great thing is I've got five or six opportunities that are really thought along opportunities. These are not just like, oh, yeah, this will be cool. These are either in the works. Actually, some of one of them, uh, one of those business product opportunities is something my wife and my daughter are doing. So that one's a little bit easier, but a product is being created. They're, they're working on selling it. There's a lot of really cool stuff around it. And ultimately, we're using this to blueprint a model that we can essentially do what Shark Tank investors do without taking advantage and breaking the backs of people that are running the thing and without having to know some celebrity in order to grow something. We're gonna use the practical, organic, and basic tools just like we've done at Soulheart in order to grow these businesses. So that's the big announcement. Um, you're gonna hear more of this as time goes on, I'm sure, because I'm gonna try to document a lot of the process of conversations I'm having, things and people that I'm talking to. In fact, I had a great one today I wanna to share with you guys soon. It was about uh, the idea of creating a brand around a particular domain name uh, that's a really well thought together one that it's been on my heart for a long time and long story short, I knew a guy who knew a guy who knew me. <laughs> and so all of a sudden a business opportunity came out. These are the kinds of things that I'm watching for now as I'm doing the work with Soulheart on a daily basis. I'm keeping my team well oiled and greased. I'm making sure that I'm serving my clients well because I've got to stay, and ultimately because I want to accomplish so much, I've got to follow the things I talked about today, about being focused, having vision, uh, getting more criticism and withstanding it, but ultimately doing it all 
all, all, all because of my mission, which is to make a positive impact in the lives of others. And that is what demonstrates why you must have love in whatever it is that you do. So there it is. The dreams for the future that you have need to establish your plans for today. Thank you guys so much if you've listened this far. I know this one was a little bit longer. Hopefully there were some good nuggets of info and some gold in the middle of this. If not, I've got the cliff notes down below, so hopefully you grabbed those and ran. <laughs> but ultimately, please, I'm serious about this. If any of this resonates with you, if you're excited about it, if you've got ideas that you'd like to uh, brush up against with or talk to me about, please, please, please reach out to me, josh at soulheart.co. I'd love to help. I don't pay for, you know, people just reaching out to me, asking questions or charge for that or, you know, require you to pay for it. Um, I just, I just love you. I love people. I love being able to help make that positive impact in the world. And I believe that we need more people doing exactly what I do and so many more things than I do. But in this context where we're all running businesses in an online, offline context, whatever it takes to get things and products and ideas and services into the world that are going to make a difference in people's lives and maybe help improve their lives, which would be a fantastic thing to see happen. So thank you guys so much for your attention. I've really enjoyed today. Hopefully you did as well. And once again, as always, thanks for listening to the Follow Your Soul Heart podcast.